0: Spider. I just want
1: to say, thank you. Amen. That was Smokey Norfolk and from his album, Thank You. You know, just we're here to this evening to say thank you unto the Lord. God has been good to all of us. And I know I'm not the only one that is feeling that way. You know, just want to acknowledge uh, quickly uh, our friends over in Germany. You know, the the word of God is going out. It is reaching souls as it's supposed to do um, around the world. And so uh, here we are uh, uh, saying thank you and and God bless you. You know, uh, thank you for joining us evening. Those of you that are tuning in, those that will hear the message later, you're listening to Sunday Morning Live on a Thursday and presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson, and we are Inside the Pages. Uh, this is July 23rd, you know, and I'm excited about the Lord, and I pray, and I hope that you're as excited too. Uh, you know, The Lord has been good to all of us, and when we think about the goodness of, of, of Jesus and all that he has done for us, it causes us to, to chase after him. Uh, so many people are chasing after other things. But uh, I'm chasing after the Lord and I'm pouring myself out unto him uh, for others as well as to save myself. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. And a Tuesday Bible study is at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, this submit some midweek teaching. You know, as I said, it's all about getting the word out and pouring um, uh, myself out. For the Lord. And so uh, we believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful uh, and I'm bold. The church, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. I pray that you are obeying whatever God is saying and doing whatever the will of the Lord is. You know, the only way you'll know what his will is, is to get into his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. You know, the psalmist says uh, in Psalm 63, 1 through 6, it says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee, my soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because of thy loving kindness, thy loving kindness is better than life, uh, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bl- bless thee while I live. You know, that that's a powerful statement there, uh, because when you're not alive, you cannot bless the Lord. There is no purgatory. Uh, there is no other holding place. And I'm sure that those that uh, that went to sleep without the Lord uh, are doing their best to praise him right now. But it's too late. You must praise the Lord while you are alive. And I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with uh, moral and fatness and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee up on my bed, here we go. When I remember thee up on my bed and meditate thee on thee in the night watches. And that's what I really want to emphasize, you know, as far as the lateness of the hour. You know, nine o'clock is not that late for some. Some are at work, some are commuting home, and others are actually rising up about this time. And so, uh, you know, but we want to remember the Lord uh, now. We want to remember him early in the morning and we want to seek out to him. And the, the Bible gives us a promise and says that if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we shall be filled. And so we need to give God something to work with. Too many have taken their hunger and thirst and placed it on eye candy and, and cupcakes and uh, Twinkies and other places. But you need to put it, uh, your hunger and thirst where it truly can be filled. Uh, and that is unto the Lord. And in this day and time, and where we are, you know, we're late in the we're late in the hour, as they used to say. We're late in the hour, you know. Time is winding up. Some believe it. Some that started out believing it, you know, that had the testimony that I, I, I got saved because I, I realized that there was a hell, and I saw the goodness of God. And other lives uh, no longer share that testimony, and that's something you have to regain. Uh, you have to get the joy that you once had restored back. Uh, in order to be saved. And so we're late in the hour. Here we are in 2020. Uh, Some can argue the point. I'm not here to argue the point, but uh, we're coming to the close of a a decade. We don't know what's going to be new. Uh, You know, in the beginning of the year, the church was warned and and told that, you know, there was something major on the horizon. And I'm still echoing those same words that something major is yet to come. And we want to be prepared in the only way the only way you can be prepared is to know that you can look into the future. Someone said you can't tell the future, but yes, you can. Uh, the word of God speaks of those things that uh, that are not as though they were. And it speaks of those things that that are going to happen. Uh, you, we can read in the uh, 24th chapter of Matthews, and I'll leave that for you to do. But um, it, it speaks about this very day that we're in right now and the days before this. And so... We're coming to, uh, in this leap year, coming to a close of a decade, and, um, uh, you know, and we don't know what's next. Some are saying, I can't wait for 2021 to, to arrive, but we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. But, uh, you know, no matter what happens, I- I'm going to be hungry and thirsty for the Lord. I want to be found, and, and I'm sure that you uh, feel the same. You want to be found in the will of the Lord no matter what. And so with that being said, we're in the book of Acts, Uh, move the book of Acts over onto Thursday to teach the word of God uh, for continuity. And so, um, uh, you know, the Bible tells us in the eighth chapter, beginning at the ninth, verse uh, nine through 17, it said, but there was a certain man. Let me go back here for a moment. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, we we can think about the Lord, the goodness of God early in the morning. And for me, it's in the night. So uh, I want to make sure that when I end this night, I'm ending it. Uh, or when I end this day that I go into the night with the Lord on my mind. Now for some, uh, listen, uh, there is a app called Bible gateway. Uh, I like listening to that audible version and I turn on low, you know, people like to sleep with the TV on. I like sleeping with my Bible on. So it, it, uh, it goes into my spirit, you know, whatever you allow to go in your spirit, that's, what's going to go there. And and we're going to talk a little bit about that now Uh, The Bible said, uh, but there was a certain man named Simeon. uh, Now, Simeon's name means to listen or hearing. And so the Bible said, which before time in the city, uh, the same city, used sorcery. So he was using magic uh, and uh, black magic. You know, there, I don't, uh, you know, TV shows and stuff, they fix things up, you know, and call it white magic. There is no good magic. Anything that is not of the will of god is not good at all and so uh, he used magic and he bewitched the bible said he bewitched uh people enchanted them and if you don't believe that bewitching occurs today uh, you're wrong because paul was teaching and he asked the church he asked the body of believers those that was once faithful and stopped being faithful he said who bewitched you and, and that is a major question even on this day who bewitched you, you know, that you don't go to, you you decided to chase after other things. Uh, You decided that it doesn't take all of that, that God didn't mean what he said, who bewitched you? And so there were many that was bewitched. They had been enchanted. They had been charmed. They had spells cast on them. And the thing about it is that when you find, when you've been deceived, when you've been enchanted, when you've been charmed, Uh, When a spell has been cast on you, sometimes you may not know until the spirit of deliverance come. Uh, You'll find yourself acting strange. You've turned your back on God. Uh, You're doing everything except serving Him. Your mind is on other things, other people, other places, and what you're going to do to satisfy the flesh instead of your spirit. Now your flesh is getting old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of us are getting older. You know, uh, we can look in the mirror and tell that that we we've, we've aged. Uh, you know, and uh, children they they as they get older, they love to look. You know, my my grandson was telling me how his wingspan. We were playing basketball, and he was telling me how his wingspan. You know that that he was growing. He was letting me know that he was uh, getting some height on me, and not to try that shot. And so, um, so we know that we're getting older. We look, and so that lets us know that time is. Is marching forward and the day is going to come, whether it is individually or it is via rapture, we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to give an account for everything that was done in his body. And you cannot stand and no matter what, uh, the, the the opportunity of getting, uh, of being enchanted or charmed or having the spell being delivered from that is is now. There's no way for that to occur at that moment or in that time. And so the Bible says, uh, to whom uh, they all gave heed. They all, the people of Samaria, uh, uh, giving out uh, that himself was someone great. Everybody thought Simeon was great. Uh, That whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying this man is has the power of God. They were deceived. You know, they thought that he had the power of God. They didn't know that he was practicing magic. He was practicing something against God. And this thing is very real. You need to understand that that magic is a very real power. And to him, they had a regard. They respected him. They thought he was somebody because that for a long time, he had bewitched them with sorceries. So here it is. The people in Samaria is bewitched. They've been enchanted. They've had spells cast on them. And they think the man that did it, uh, that's been doing it for so long that he was somebody great in the eyes of God. And he was practicing the power of God. And because of uh, this, and, and all he was doing was practicing sorcery on them. You need to be careful who you hang out with, where you go, what their belief is. Uh, because somebody say, I believe in God. Uh, listen, the devil believe in God. Uh, somebody say, I'm a Christian. Don't you know the devil is the father of all liars? Uh, and People, you know, play all kinds of games and tell you anything that you want to hear to get their way with you, to manipulate you. And so uh, this man manipulated them with sorcery. The Bible says, but when they believe Philip, Deacon Philip, one of the deacons, uh, deacons, those of you that have deacon license, Uh, You need to examine the the opportunities that the deacons seize. You need to examine and look at uh, the reason that the office of the deacon exists and what they were doing. Uh, These deacons, Deacon Stevens, uh, was preaching the gospel. Here we have Deacon Philip, the Bible said, but when they believe, Philip's preaching. So a deacon has the ability to proclaim the word of God. And, and so he was publicly proclaiming and teaching and giving the message. You know, the Lord opened the cell up and told Peter and John said, listen, go and uh, tell the people about this life. And that's what we're to be doing. That's what the deacon is to be doing. All the ministers to be doing. We're supposed to be proclaiming the word of God uh, in the public It's a public procl- proclamation. Uh, many are waiting to get their chance to stand behind the podium and in between the walls. But listen, the greatest message and the greatest audience that you're ever going to have is outside. Yeah, we need to reach the people outside. God is concerned that people know the kingdom of God is near. And so Philip was preaching the word and letting them know the things contained concerning the kingdom of God and uh, the name of Jesus. Uh, you need to understand the name of Jesus because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Uh, Peter told them on the day of Pentecost when they questioned the disciples and all of them that was there, the mother of uh, Jesus, his sister, his brothers, and everybody that was there uh, when they was questioning him. Uh, Peter told them, he said, there's no other name under heaven whereby you must be saved. And so the Bible tells us that they were baptized. Uh, preaching, Philip uh, preached the message that was so uh, that was so enlightening to them that they were baptized, and and both men and women they were baptized. And so then uh, Simon himself, the one that was committing uh, magic, the one that found himself as a sorcerer, the one that had opened himself up. Remember, I said earlier, you got to be careful who you hang around and who you open yourself up to. Because he was listening and hearing something that he should have shut down. Some things you need to shut down and get away from. When the conversation goes south, you need to head north. You need to get away from it. And so he didn't do that. And eventually he found himself overtaken, being enchanted, charmed, and a spell cast on him. And he uh, endeavored to do that with other people. And so he believed the word of God. He heard the message that Philip was preaching. And I wonder, are you hearing the message that's being preached by your pastor? Are you hearing the message that's being preached by by me? Are you hearing the message being preached by those that are concerned about souls? Are you receiving the message? Are you saying, I already know that? Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. And wondered, he did more than what some are doing. He continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and the signs which were done. So he was amazed at what he was seeing, the power of God. He saw the true power, which means that it distinguished itself from what he was doing. Now, when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto Peter and John who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. It's important. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, you're going to want to tune in to Sunday morning's message. Uh, um, and so he prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he he was fallen, had yet was fallen on none of them. They had not received it. Only they were baptized in the name of Jesus And so then Peter and John laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Now, laying hands on someone is not taking them in the back room and teaching them to speak Latin. It's not taking them into any. You can go and learn a foreign language at any community college. That is not the Holy Ghost. Uh, That's a foreign language. And so uh, the Holy Ghost itself uh, speaks for itself. And through the laying on of hands, just like the laying on of hands, uh, healing and other miracles occur there. They receive the spirit of God. We had a a mother in the church, uh, Mother White, you know, and it's a great testimony. And it's not the only testimony, but uh, this woman, uh, this mother uh, was witnessed uh, to by her daughter and came, uh, saw the change in her young daughter's life. And she came to the church. And after a while of, of looking and listening and understanding. And uh, she said that she want to receive the Holy Ghost. And it was such a wonderful uh, request because all the pastor did was touch her and, and her heart was open and she received the Holy Ghost. And the evidence of that was through speaking of unknown tongues as they did on the day of Pentecost, uh, as the spirit of God gave utterance, not nobody was coaching her, teaching her. Anytime somebody is coaching you and teaching you and telling you this is what you need. uh, We are talking about enchantment, charm, and uh, a a spell being cast on you. Listen, black black magic or black magic, the power of uh, influence in the course of events are used mysteriously or supernatural forces. Supernatural forces are real spirits are real demons are real uh angels that are fallen have left the grace the power the presence of god are demons and are uh, involved in invocation of evil spirits for evil purposes these spirits are evil they're deadly they're dangerous and they're looking for a person to uh to to possess uh these disembodied spirits are looking to possess someone And so you need to understand that because the enemy will try to possess you and try to influence you uh, for you to listen and to hear and allow it to possess you. And you have to call on the name of Jesus and rebuke that spirit. Uh, you have to call on the name of Jesus to overcome the work of the enemy. The Bible said that whoever whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And don't let nobody uh, shut your mouth and make you not call on the Lord. That's why it's important to have the Lord on your mind, because if it was ever a day that you could not open your mouth, if you just think the name of Jesus is powerful, that no one can stand the name of the Lord. And that's why he gave, it, uh, gave us a name above every name. Uh, And so it's above every name that you can think of that anyone could ever mention. And so these spirits are real. Magic is real. It is powerful, but it is not more powerful than the word of God. Listen to what happened uh, many years ago prior to this. Uh, For the Bible tells us in Exodus, the seventh chapter, about the ninth verse, it says, Then Pharaoh shall uh, speak unto you. The Lord is talking to Moses, saying, Show a miracle you for you show me who you are you know you, you come here saying that God want to deliver these people uh, even as God want to deliver people today and he is delivering souls today um, uh, show a miracle and so uh, then shall you say unto Aaron take that rod and cast it before Pharaoh and it shall become a serpent and I think through movies and other media you you've seen this uh, in action but and Moses and Aaron went in unto pharaoh and did so as the lord had commanded and aaron cast down his rod before pharaoh and before his servants and it became a serpent then pharaoh also called the wise men of the sorcerers Uh, now the uh, uh, magicians of egypt they also did in like manner with the enchantments for they cast down every man his rod and they became a serpent. So you see, this thing is real. The the power of the enemy is real, but it doesn't supersede God because Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. And so just like the the power of the enemy could present itself, it will be swallowed up, thank you, Jesus, by the power of God. And You need to embrace that and know that, understand that and, and, and hold on to that, that the power of God will swallow up anything that the enemy bring against you. Uh, when you're faithful unto the Lord, it was swallowed up. No matter what happens, uh, the power of God can super as long as we're found in the will of God. Now, this is important because we must uh, be found in the will of God. We cannot take god's word for granted and just say i believe and do whatever we want to do and then pray when things start to go south no you need to have a prayer life now you need to be doing some fasting and seeking god now that needs to be part of our life our daily commitment unto the lord that we walk with the lord you know uh, Enoch walked with God and he was not for God, took him. We need to walk with the Lord, have that grit, that good fellowship. Good fellowship is required uh, to be found in the will of God. And so the Bible tells us again that in Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded and he lifted up the rod and smote the waters uh, that were in the rivers and in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants and all the waters that were in the river were turned to, to blood and the fish that were in the river died and the river stank. And the Egyptians did not drink the water. Uh, They couldn't drink the water because uh, it was turned to blood and there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. But then the Bible says, and the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. So you see how powerful the enemy can act. There are people that are that you come in contact with, people that you see in the in the movie industry, people that you see in the music industry, people that you see in uh, in other end- parts of the industry, uh, whether it's business uh, or some people just even in in their daily lives are uh, dealing with uh, sorcery. They're dealing with magic. And uh, you have to be careful because this stuff is real. But God is greater. So, but we don't put ourselves in life situation and say, "Well, God is greater, so therefore I can pick up that snake." No, God didn't tell us to do that. Uh, God is greater, so I can tamper with that and be delivered. No, God didn't tell us to do that. Uh, you have to guard your heart with all diligence. The Bible said, "Guard yourself." Uh, you got to protect yourself, and you got to protect your loved one. You got to protect your family, and pray for your friends. You know, when we pray, our prayers should not be selfish. You know, I, I thank God that a young man told me that one day. He said, he said your prayers, uh, as have been passed down to him, don't be selfish in your prayers. When you pray, pray for everybody and pray that God would bless them. Pray for your, uh, the one, even pray for the one that you felt hurt you. Pray for the one that, that you felt did you wrong. Pray for them. Pray for them because if you felt they did you wrong, it may be that they were bewitched that they had, enchantment had been placed upon them. A spell has been placed upon them and they didn't, they knew, but they didn't know. You, we have to give people a break, just like God has given us mercy. Have mercy on someone else. Forgive, let others uh, be free and pray for them Pray for them that the Lord would bless them. Don't go to God with one of those prayers. Uh, and, and, you know, you know, we know when we're praying that, that we're adding some extra on there because we're trying to get even with somebody. No, pray a true prayer of deliverance uh, that the Lord would bring someone out as the Lord has brought you out. And so the Bible tells us again over in first Samuel, the 28th chapter, it says now Samuel was dead and all israel was mourned for him and buried him in his own town of ramah and saul uh, had expelled the mediums and the spiritualists from the land the philistines assembled and came up to set camp at uh, shunem and saul gathered all israel and set up a uh, camp of uh, gilba and when saul saw that the philistine army he was afraid you know, Saul was, was tall and he was a very attractive looking individual, uh, you know, but God doesn't look at the uh, outward appearance. He look at the heart. But this is what the people wanted. They wanted a king when they had a sovereign God, a king of kings, and uh, they wanted to be like other nations. And they said that, to, uh, that we want to be like other nations. We want to be like other people. And so they elected Saul, who uh, was a scary cat. He was, there was so many things that was that was going on in the mind of this man. Uh, but we're not, we're not going to stay there. But uh, we see here that he was afraid of the Philistines and terror filled his heart. Uh, you know, and it, 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 it was the fact that he was so afraid of what people were thinking instead of obeying God that got him in trouble and how he lost the kingdom. And so the Bible said he inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him uh, by dreams or Urim or prophets. Now, uh, this is interesting to note because some people are not having dreams anymore. Some people are not hearing or receiving a word of, from the Lord any longer. And it's not that God is always speaking and telling people things, but you need to be aware that some people are not led of the Lord because they are not obeying God. And so the Bible says the only message that the Lord would have for anybody that's not uh, obeying them is to repent, to change their ways. And so, uh, uh, he inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or of the prophet or of the Urim. Uh, God was not talking to Saul. God stopped speaking with him. You don't want to ever find yourself in the position because you can find yourself in a position like Saul. And so it behooves all of us not to play games, not to disobey what God is saying. Uh, so many say, "I can, I can sin. I can do what I want to do and God will forgive me, you know, I'll be able to get back. Uh, Some folks ain't coming back. And and that's just the truth. That's just real. And everybody, you know, that know the word of God that is dealing with the facts, the truth, uh, know that for themselves, we cannot play with the Lord. And so Saul then said to his attendants, find me a woman who is a medium. So I may go and inquire of her, and and so that's what he did he had his servants go and find someone uh, that he could use to inquire of the lord and to and so these spirits these spirits are and people that uh, that uh, that mess with this stuff are serious and so you have to guard your heart guard yourself against those things uh, again in ezekiel uh, this is encountered where the king of babylon the lord told ezekiel told the prophet said the king of babylon is going to stop in the road at the junction of the two roads and seek an omen uh he will cast lots with arrows and he will consult his idols uh, idol worship and examine the liver and so people that are into idol worship and different things are are, there are messing around with an area of magic and enchantments and things that they are not fully aware of. Yeah, they read books about it and stuff, but those books are misleading. Remember, the enemy is a master of deception because he is the father of all liars. And so the word of God says that uh, the Lord told Jeremiah, he said, "Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. When uh, People, when Simeon and all the people of Samaria found out the and heard the powerful the word of God. Uh, it became a, a, a deliverance, a place of assurance for them. Uh, Simeon, who was listening and had bewitched the city with magic and uh, bewitched the city with enchantment and charms and cast spells upon people, even himself believed. The great power of God. And so if you believe the power of God this evening, uh, God bless you because there's nothing greater than his power. Like the Lord told Jeremiah, his word is, is like fire. He said, My word is like a hammer and it breaks the rocks in pieces. It will break the stony heart, it will break uh, it will break the rebellious heart it will break the enchanted heart it will break the enchantment it will break the charm it will break the spell that has been cast it will break it in pieces so that people can be delivered it can break the chains that hold people bound. the word of god can do it. those that have been entangled in the web uh caught up in the web of deceit and don't know what to do, you need to understand, receive the word of God and know that it's like a fire. And You know, a fire, if you put a fire next to a web, it will burn it up. It'll consume it instantly. The word of God will burn through the web. And so we need to allow the word of God to uh, to be in our hearts, we need to allow the word of God to have preeminence in our life. As we go through the day, we can we can have the word of God uh, plastered in our heart as we do our jobs, no matter how intricate your job is, how diligent, whether you're Dr. lawyer, Indian chief, no matter what, you're a cowboy, no matter what you're doing, uh, you know, uh, and, and you, you keep God next to you. Keep the word of God in your heart. Don't let nobody talk you out the word of God. Don't let nobody pull you away from the word of God because that is your deliverance. The Lord said his word is exalted even above his name. And so we know the name of Jesus is very powerful. We know the name of God has been given us for salvation and we know how great it is. But he said his word, heaven and earth would pass away, but his word would stand. And so let's stand up on the word of God. Let's hold on to his word. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, I want you to know tonight that when you, uh, as you uh, lay down to go to bed, the word of God is your deliverance. If you're rising up uh, to go to start your day, I want you to know the word of God is your deliverance. I want you to know that God has your best interests in mind. God has all of our backs. You know, I got your back, man. That's what the Lord is saying. I've got your back. And so uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church, uh, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, you know, saying, God bless you. I want to encourage your heart and just let you know that the word of God is a hammer and it will break any situation that there is. You just have to allow it. Just allow the word of God. His hammer is greater than Thor. If you watch, you know, uh, the Thor, you know, he he slung a a mighty hammer. But the, the hammer of God is even greater because it's in the hand of God. And so with that being said, God bless you. Love you. And share the word with someone else.
2: I say a prayer every night. Whatever I do, I'll get it right, with no regret, no guilt no shame, this time, no, not this time. Once I surrender, I won't dare look back, cause if I do, I'll get off track. Ahead and faith, and patiently await your answer. What will it be? Sight beyond one.